your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio. You catch me as the host of Leafs Lunch every Monday to Friday at noon on TSN 1050, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating review as well. That will be much, much appreciated. And hey, make us your first listen of the day. We got brand new content coming directly to your phone, directly to your ear each and every day. Uh, and just like today, after a win, we're going to sit here and we're going to tell you all about it. And joining me to chat about the least victory over the Vegas Golden Knights is my good pal, Brandon Cameron. Welcome back to the show, Brandon. It's been a while. Yes, it has. I've, uh, I've, Turned off the lease for a little while. I got too mad at them after the way the last season ended. So uh, I'm back on the wagon now. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good time to get back on it, man. Like tonight's game, they finally put it all together. A full 60-minute effort, dominant from start to finish. And the big boys got rolling, man. I mean, all three, Nylander, Matthews, and Marner all scoring. Matthews, a couple. The power play scored. They got on the board. Um, and Jack Campbell with a 26-save shutout. Really, everybody played well tonight. It was just a full team effort and a good victory for the Maple Leafs. A, a, a true, they were getting, they were like stepping in the right directions with, with you know, the second half of that game against Chicago. And I thought they played well on Saturday, but there were still some things to clean up. I thought tonight they played well in all three zones, in all three facets, and came away with a 4 nothing win. Um, statement, statement victory, I guess, to say the Leafs, the Leafs are back. What do you think? I mean, I want to, as much as I want to say that, and as much as I, I love to say that, but uh, they beat a Vegas team that's destroyed by injuries. That's what they, like, they had to, they, they had to win. Look, they, they, but they look, this is what the Maple Leafs should look like against an AHL club. The problem is, I remember what happened against the Pittsburgh Penguins less than two weeks ago. So, like, coming into this game, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I know I should feel good about it. They should go in there and they should absolutely open up a can of whoop ass on the Golden Knights. But I remember what happened against Pittsburgh a couple weeks back. I remember them struggling out of the gate against the Chicago Blackhawks, struggling against Detroit, struggling to put them away. So going into tonight's game, I'm like, yeah, the Leafs on paper should absolutely destroy Vegas. But they've yet to do it. They've yet to put together a complete 60-minute effort. But they did. And they dominated them. And I'm happy that I, we finally got to see that type of performance from the Maple Leafs tonight. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just it, – the problem is I expect them to play that way all the time, and they almost never do. So. Exactly. <laughs> so let's celebrate it and be happy about it, Brandon. Come on. I don't know, man. I'm still worried. They worry me. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, we'll get to our three stars in just a moment. We're also going to play a little bit of cosign, no sign, something we haven't played in a little bit here on the Lockdown Lease pod, but it's one of my favorite games. I know you like to play it as well. So we'll do that a little bit later. Um, but a couple things that, that really kind of stuck out to me, the, the, you know, the, the way that this team started, like right out the gate, was 10 seconds in, Nylander on a breakaway. Like that top line of Nylander, Bunting, and, and Matthews, they were buzzing early and all 
night long. Obviously, Nylander gets a goal in the third period. Beautiful pass, too, by uh, by Bunting to kind of get him set up there on the breakaway. Matthews has a couple of goals. Um, you know, your thoughts from from that top line who, you know, hasn't quite gelled as as – quickly as you thought they would when they got reunited a couple of days ago, but today the pipe finally burst and uh, boy, were they ever dangerous. Yeah. They honestly could have had four or five goals in the first period alone. Yeah. Legit. <laughs> like, Legit. Like that line. And that's, that, that's also discounting how well the Mitch Marner line was also playing today. <laughs> like Marner had like, three points tonight, 3.9 out of Mitch Marner. Good for him. I know. Good for He's him. Awesome. It's funny. Well, it's funny because he won 48 shots in between his last goal last season and his first goal this season. And then all of a sudden he gets that, that greasy, easy, you know, tapping goal where he just tucks it into the back of the net after forcing that turnover in Detroit. And then now things, you know, it just opens up the floodgates, right? Now you're not, you're not stressing. You're more patient with the puck. He makes that unreal move on LeCision. goal was gorgeous oh it was filthy and like that he wasn't making that play two weeks ago right he wasn't he was just gonna try and just try and get on net as quickly as possible but here he shows the poise with the puck the patience he finally shows his 11 million dollar skill level and then ends up getting the puck on his backhand and tucks it in to give the 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 Leafs the lead and he was all over the place he was making lots and lots of, of really good plays but you know when I think the Leafs are at their best and really this is this is the recipe for success for any team, for all teams. But, like, this team is does best when they go to the net, man. Go to the net. You will score goals from in front of the net, and that's that's what this team did. Either scoring on the rush or you take the puck to the net, and, and that's how you're going to create offense. It's not something that they were doing early in the year. They were kind of playing around the perimeter. And now here you, here you are, finally, a, a chance to do it now. We'll, we'll – Look, the, the Golden Knights didn't quite have a, a full squad there. We understand that, right? They're missing Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, two guys who, you know, those are tough to play against, tough. Those are guys who don't let you into the middle of the ice, um, unlike some of the other guys who are out there tonight. So maybe it was a little bit easier to get, get there, but they went into the battle and they rewarded for it. And it was good to see. Leafs, 11-0-1, 11-0-1 when Nylander, Matthews, and Marner all score in regulation. Fun little stat. I mean, that makes sense. That's three goals minimum. And and in those games, one of them's bound to have a couple. So well, that's usually a four-goal pace, right? I know. But what, <laughs> what that means is that's a recipe for success. They should try and do that more often, you think? Huh? Huh? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if their problem is not they don't try and do that more often, though, buddy. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Um, the power play, though, the power play looked much more sharp tonight. Finally, they scored. Nice shot. Uh, you know, Matthews, just a absolutely beautiful wrister. Um, but gorgeous that, pass. Gorgeous it was. pass. It, it, it was the only power play that they had all night. Like, really, Vegas played a very clean game, and that was it. And and they scored on it. So perfect one for one on the power play tonight. Um, everything was going, man. But it's just the fact that I think I, it was today in practice, maybe. I think Willie was talking about why they're like, yeah, Power Play 2 has been better than us. Like PP2s, they just have been. And it's because they've been at least getting into the zone. Like their entries have been clean. They've been able to set up. That's for PP1. They haven't even been able to set up for most of the most of the freaking season. But tonight they got in there, they set up, and then they were able to go to work uh, – 
go to work from there. So everything clicking tonight for the Maple Leafs. What I noticed from their power play, even in particular tonight, for that uh, from the one power play, obviously they uh, they actually did a much better job of just like not holding the puck as long and mm-hmm. doing things, making decisions way faster on the power play, which they haven't been doing a lot lately. And I I noticed they were actually doing it tonight, which was why that went in, why they got a goal. Another thing, like this team, this team needs to play uh, like on the rush a lot more. So much more happens for them on the rush. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just, it's a much more fascinating. It's a much more fun game for this team. It's suited to their needs. And I felt like, I mean, you can't always do that, I guess, if you're going up against a, a, a team that kind of traps you and stands you up the line and doesn't quite allow for that to happen. But a team like Vegas, where they were depleted, you know, you knew you had the skill level, you knew that they were going to give you the ice and they took it and uh, yeah, rewarded for it Four nothing victory. Leafs defeating the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, let's hit up our three stars of tonight's game. We'll do that when we return here on the Locked on Leafs podcast. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Uh, welcome back to the Locked Unleashed podcast. Mike DiStefano, the host of the show, joined tonight by Brandon Cameron to break down the least four nothing win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's go. Let's get to our three stars of tonight's game, Brandon. Uh, we'll start with you. You are the guest. Who's your third star tonight? What do my third star to Willie Nylander? I thought he had an excellent game tonight. His uh, zone entries were off the charts. He had four or five really good scoring chances that you could just rob at Robin Leonard, scored that beauty shot, made a beautiful pass to Matthews. Can't argue with much more. He's awesome tonight. He was, and, and I, I debated on giving him uh, my third star, but I had a feeling that you might give him the third star, so I'm going to give some some love to, to Soupy, man. Jack Campbell. <laughs> Soup. Definitely deserves some love tonight. 26 save shutout. Um, seven high faced seven high danger chances, stopped all seven. So that's good to see as well. Um, that he was making some big stops. There wasn't much. I was actually surprised to see that number so high. Can you like recall seven no, high I, danger chances? No, Neither I thought they I. had maybe one and like late in the third. I, I thought there was maybe two or three in the third period there, but according to natural stat trick, um, they had five in the third period high danger chances generous. in eight, eight in the game. That's generous. Yeah. So that, that, that surprised. <laughs> now, honestly, that, that did actually surprise me that they had, uh, that they had that many opportunities at five on five. I, I didn't think, yeah, definitely generous. Um, and expected goals for of, of 1.55. And obviously he allowed none. So, I mean, Vegas was supposed to score tonight, but uh, unable to do so because, our boy, Soupy, Jack Campbell, on his A game tonight. Uh, all I'm going to say is Freddie Freddie isn't going to shut out tonight. That's all I'm saying. He what? Freddie Anderson doesn't get a shutout, shutout tonight if he's starting for the Leafs. 
Oh, Freddie doesn't get a shout-out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. He probably does not. He did <laughs> not get very many when he was here with Toronto. I can tell you that. But uh, I saw a stat, too. Like, Jack Cable's numbers when he's at home in Toronto are astonishing. They're like – he's like – now 12-1-1 with, like, a 220 goals against and, like, a 930 save percentage. It's it's actually unreal how good this guy is um, <laughs> when he's playing in Toronto. Um, well, just in general, like, he's been, he's been a rock. Like, are you ready to say that this guy – not that he can play, like, a full 60-game slate, but, like, he's just as good as, as a number one needs to be. He may not play the full – slate of games that a traditional number one plays but if he gets into 45 48 i think he gives you you the least just as much an opportunity to win as a guy who plays a full slate and is considered a true traditional number one what do you think yeah i don't know if i'm really willing to say that he's a bona fide number one that's that's kind of in that realm yet but i think he's definitely on the right path he hasn't really proven anything to me otherwise that he can't be but I still think he's got a little more to prove to me before I'm actually completely there. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, who's your second star of tonight's game? My second star is the big dog himself, Austin Matthews. Uh, lights out tonight. Two absolutely gorgeous goals. Uh, like, I mean, obviously the first one was off the post, off the back of Leonard and in. Kind of needed that break. He hasn't had it in a while. <laughs> <laughs> surprised it actually went in. It usually just goes on the bar and out, but it went off Leonard in. Uh, the original shot probably should have went in too. So I'll give him credit for it. He deserved it. Second shot, absolutely deadly finish. He had a couple more chances that he could have scored four or five tonight, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. And um, I have him, uh, you know, teaser, a little higher in my rankings, but I, I gave it to <laughs> – I gave my – Second star of the game to uh, to Mitch Marner. Like, I thought Marner had himself a heck of a game. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, it, it honestly was a, a bit of a toss-up, and, and I figured that you may have him up at number one, so I switched <laughs> it up on you a little bit here. Uh, but, no, Mitch Marner, like, three-point night out of him. But it was just more so the fact that he's he's just so much more confident out there. He looks so much better out there. He's He's, you know – poised with the puck the goal that he scored tonight like like I, th- I i said this earlier in the in the previous segment he doesn't score that goal two weeks ago he gets flustered and worried and and panics and then doesn't try and even make a move he just takes a weak fluff shot on goal right into the pads or right into the chest of leonard but now he knows he's he's poised he's got time he's got confidence again and he says no i'm gonna dangle the hell out of these guys and i'm gonna put this thing in the back of the net and and that's that's really how he played from start to finish he was dominating tonight absolutely dominating all game long i I love mitch marner's game um so so he ended up being my second but austin matthews i gave as my first star tonight a couple of goals 12 attempts on goal six shots um actually landing on net but it was Austin Matthews today arrived in a couple of ways. A, on the goal sheet, a um, little bit snake bitten to start the year, just a 4% shooting percentage coming into the season. He has a career average of 16%. Like, so the law of averages said that this guy was about, to, was about to break out at some point, and tonight was the night it looks like. And I think he could go on a very long stretch here. I mean, I said today on the lunch, I thought he was still – you know, in contention here for the rocket, like, to be honest with you, I know start out slow, but I think he still could be in contention here. And 
hey, that might show up a little bit later in the show. Who knows? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> but Austin Matthews, I thought tonight also showed up big in the defensive end. I thought Matthews, his two-way game showed up. He was more. He gave support on the puck. Actually, I wrote down a specific play. Um, let me just quickly find it in my notes here. But there's a specific play that I saw, and I was like, you know what? That's the type of stuff that this team wasn't doing on the first couple of games when they were giving up a lot in the offensive zone. So I wrote Matthews. Um, Riley had the puck. He was getting pressured in the corner in his own zone, uh, and he, he nearly gave the puck away in the corner. It kind of came off his stick. But Matthews was there to support, pick the puck up after Riley lost it and then was able to get it, uh, get it up the ice and, and, and away they went. Where if Matthews isn't there in support and if he's cheating, trying to, you know, trying to transition before Riley actually gets the puck out, that's a giveaway to the Vegas player who's sitting there. And who knows, that could have been a two-on-one and Vegas could have scored in the first period and this could be a totally different game. So, like, that play – didn't result in any goals, but it's just like, okay, the team is starting to like pick it up. They're starting to remember that they, this is a two, a two way game. You play in both ends and all three zones. I thought that Matthews and everybody really uh, did that tonight. Yeah, hundred percent. And obviously my number one shocker was Mitch Marner. (laughs) Uh, I've been I've been kind of hard on Mitch Marner all year yep. so far, so I I feel like I had to put him at number one just because he's been the best player on the ice for the last three games. He's the best player on the ice against the Red Wings. He's the best player on the ice against the Blackhawks. He's the best player on the ice tonight. So I I I feel like he deserves some credit. He's picked it up. He's woken up a little bit, and the least need him to continue to stay awake. Because if Mitch Marner falls back asleep, they're gonna go into another lull. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. I mean, it, it, here's the thing. Rarely do we see this team clicking on all cylinders like this. Usually it was either the Tavares and Nylander line was going or it was the Matthews and Marner line going. Sometimes we would see it all firing, and that's when you end up like games like this where Toronto is the clear-cut better team. Like, it, it's not even that they played a poor, a depleted Vegas team tonight. We've seen them dominate good squads when both of those lines are going. And tonight was one of those nights. And hopefully they can keep it rolling. I mean, they've got Tampa and Boston coming up in their next two games. They need these guys to be rolling in order to pick up those points. And, you know, this this is going to be a tight division when the playoff time comes around. I know this is just November, but, like, these points that you're picking up against teams like Tampa and Boston, guys who are probably going to be jockeying for for that final playoff spot in the East – I mean, that is – these are important games, man. These are as, – as a Blue Jays fan, we know one game isn't just one game. Every game matters. Every point matters when it comes down to it in a playoff race, whether it's in November or whether it's in March. So the fact that these two lines and this team as a whole, like I don't even want – I mean, the bottom six, the third line I thought actually had some really good looks and some good opportunities. I thought Engvall had a strong game as well. He was hard on pucks. Uh, Kasha had a really a couple of good opportunities as well. Um, but it, this team looks like they're – they're moving in the right direction, man, and at the right time because they got some big games coming up later this week. Yeah, absolutely. Kasha kind of scares me. <laughs> the way he plays, he plays well, like a crazy person. Well, every time he takes <laughs> a hit, 
or every time he ends up like crashing into the boards or onto the ice. It's you always super awkward. Know. It's we always do. super awkward. He always hurts himself a little bit. Well, I mean, crazy. I'm worried about the guy, man. <laughs> like I'm actually worried about his well-being. You know what though? Like I respect that. I respect that. You know, someone yeah. who, who's had some injury history, but he's not afraid to play his game. Like he knows if that's his game, you know, to, to, to play edgy and be a little bit on the edge and play with that kind of speed. I mean, that's his game. That's what, that's what makes it. That's when he's at his best. So if he's not afraid to be at his best, even if it means he's running into the boards or he's taking some licks, <laughs> dude, got to respect that. Got to respect Absolutely. It. It's fun to watch, but it's like, I, there's a part of me that's like, eh, I don't know. This guy's been out of, there's this guy's been out of the lineup the last three years. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I do feel you on that one. Um, anything else that stuck out to you in tonight's game? Uh, honestly, it was kind of a boring game, even though it was a dominant win. Yeah, it was kind of you boring. You like today's game? What? No. There's no craziness. I'm used to the chaos, buddy. I'm a Leafs fan. I'm used Dude, to the chaos. I just, I'm so glad that I didn't have to, like, bite off half of my fingernails until late into the third period. Like, I've had to, like... Dude, these games have not been easy to win. I'm just glad that there was a a just a, a ass kicking. I was waiting for an ass kicking so I could just sit there with a smile on my face, watch the Maple Leafs play in the offensive zone the whole time, watch the puck go into the net, and then not really be worried when I see you know the the opposition end up in our end because Jack Campbell's on a heater and they weren't allowing anything even defensively. What'd you think? Of, what'd you think of um of the defensive pairings tonight? It's the second game in a row that Justin Hall's been scratched, so. We've seen these new defensive pairs. Your thoughts on uh, on their second game consecutively together? Well, I'd keep them together for a third game. I would, I would let Justin Hall sit a third game based on what I saw tonight from Timmy Lilligren. I would definitely do that. I uh, Brody and Muzzin have – Brody's like really settled down Jake Muzzin a little bit here. Yeah. Jake Muzzin's had another pretty solid, steady game. So that's the type of game I expect from Jake Muzzin, the game he played tonight, which was nice. And – Riley and Dermott were kind of weird again because Dermott missed like a bunch of time for the second game in a row, I guess. Yeah, well, he went and got x-rays at some point. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what uh, the x-rays were. I think then he came back. He did come back. Yeah, he came back in the third period um, or late in the second, I think it was actually. Um, I didn't see him late in the second, but it might he might have come maybe back. Maybe it was in the third period. But I know he he left the game and then he came back got some x-rays apparently and then they were negative i i did see let me see if i can find the tweet find out exactly what had happened but i did see somebody tweet out dermot blocked a shot in the first period x-ray was negative this was from david alter but i'm not exactly sure where the x-ray i mean i assuming his leg like i, I don't yeah. remember exactly i didn't really see the. Got. i didn't really see the play honestly that even kind of took him out really i didn't really yeah i don't yeah i don't really remember exactly what the shot was but anyway I, I thought they were fine i thought they like i had no issues with anyone on the defense tonight like they were all good no one did really anything bad no no <laughs> I, I have I no complaints that. right like nothing really happened totally totally and, and i mean it's it's really nice to see um just a couple of games of consistently good play out of a lot of players right? Like the first few games, there was some, there were some alarm bells going off in Toronto, right? Like there were some alarm bells going off and there was some chatter about like, Oh, this team's got to make a deal. I mean, before Morgan Riley signed his contract, there was talk of moving the guy like <laughs> legitimate, not legitimate within Maple Leafs organization, but 
you know, the fan base was getting, I, I think I actually saw like even, even like Steve Dangle had mentioned that Morgan Riley is, you know, if the team needs to do something, he's the piece that could go. He's the movable piece. And then next thing you know, like a day or two later, he's inked a new eight-year contract, um, which we may or may not talk about in the next segment. But before we get there to play some cosine, no sign, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that is betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the hockey season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your hockey, basketball, and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And let me tell you, Brandon, I had a couple of bets that I had laid tonight down at betonline.ag. Austin Matthews was plus 125 to score a goal. That cashed. William Nylander, plus 200 to score a goal. That cashed. And then I also bet the money line on the Maple Leafs. That also cashed. I want a perfect three for three on my bets tonight. How do you like that? Yes. You're buying dinner, bud. I'm buying dinner. I'm buying (laughs) beers for the boys. And uh, that was all thanks in part to betonline.ag. So, Head over there and make yourself some money as well. And, you know, before games, I often will give out my bets. I'll give out my my um, uh, my best bets of the night. So you can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck, uh, and, and I'll share those. But also listen to the pregame shows that we do, the previews, before uh, pretty well every game. Not, not all of every game, but pretty well every game. All right, let's 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 get through. Uh, I'm Mike DiCefano, by the way, the host of this program. Uh Brandon Cameron alongside with me. The Maple Leafs defeat the Vegas Golden Knights tonight by a score of four to nothing. Uh, but let's move on and let's play some cosine, no sign, Brandon. Uh, I know you know how it works, but for some of the new guys who are around or new gals as well, guys and gals, we don't discriminate here at Locked On Leafs. We love all fans of all different walks. Um, the way that this game is played, I will make a statement and Brandon will make a statement. We'll both make statements to each other and we either co-sign it if we like what has been said, or we no sign it if we do not. And we explain our reasoning for each answer. Um, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. I have a spicy one right after the game here. Uh, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews are both better apart and will not play on each other's start on each other's lines again this season. Ooh, I'm going to no sign it. Um, if you would have said like for the next, I don't know, 10 games, I would have co-signed it. But like we still have, what, 72 games to go? I think at some point someone will go into a lull and then they'll try and get those two back together to get the other one going. Or maybe this team will go in a two or three game rut where they just aren't getting the offense. Um, and, and the logical way to try and change that would to be to reunite Matthews and Marner together. So I think there's way too many games to go this season to, to say that that said, 
I mean, the last couple of games, they've all looked pretty good without each other. Mitch Marner's looked the best that he has all season long. He's looked, you know, but we know that there is also magic with, um, with Mitch and Austin. So uh, I'd be shocked if we never see them together again for the rest of the year. My, my justification for this one, my justification for this one is that the way Mitch just played with John Tavares has kind of woken John Tavares up a little bit. And I think that would be a little more important to me in this aspect. That's why, that's why I think that might be the case. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a totally, it's, it's a logical explanation. I think it is, but at some point I'm just like, I know, (laughs) but you're assuming, but like you're assuming that Tavares is going to stay hot the whole time. You think he's going to stay hot for 72 games? No, probably not. No. And then if, if that's not working anymore, the, the Tavares and Marner thing isn't working. All right. Moving back up with Matthews. Get the offense going again. Yeah. Or trade him. (laughs) Yeah. Or trade him. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. Um, and that, you know what? I've got an Austin Matthew or I got a Mitch Marner question for you. Mitch Marner over the past week, over the past week has made his money and has been worth his $11 million contract. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. How many points does he have this week? How many points did how many points does he have this week? He had three on three today. Three tonight. I think, he's had the one, I think he had one goal the other night. Um, did he not have an assist? I feel like he had an assist on the JT goal. No, Kerfoot had the assist there. It was, it was from Riley, Riley and Kerfoot. And he technically, um, if they were a, a third assist, he would have had an assist on the, uh, on the muzzing goal. He kind of started that play, but technically only one goal on the score sheet. But he played, played well. It's not all, always about the score sheet there, Brandon. Not always about the score okay, sheet. Okay, then I'm going to no sign. I'm going to no sign. He only has like four or five points in three games. That's not worth $11 million. <laughs> <laughs> But he's been unreal, Brandon. He's been unreal. No, he's been good, but he's been good, but I wouldn't say worth eleven million. <laughs> I'll pay eleven million for him to make that sweet dangle backhand goal. If he could do that on a nightly basis. How do you said just how do you said just the night? I would say yeah. <laughs> how do you said just the night? I'd say yeah. Fair enough. All right, second one for you. Uh, my second one here is I think. Uh, Timmy Lilligren will snipe a regular spot on the Leafs' decor at some point this season. That goes with my second one as well. (laughs) My second one, I was going to say Justin Hall will be scratched in more games than he'll play this year, which pretty well goes hand-in-hand with your Lilligren. Yeah, uh, I I think we both co-sign on both of ours then. I I think that's what it... I think that's what it seems like. I think we're going to co-sign this, man. I've liked Lily. Like, he was amazing in Detroit. He was great in Detroit. Um, And if they're just going to have him be in just like a sheltered role with with Rasmus Sandin, man, that could work. And they need that to work. They need Lilligren to work. I mean, this guy's a first-round pick. He's at that age now where it's kind of make or break. So I think they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. And – I, I, to me, it's not even at this point, uh, like if, if Justin Hall comes back, I don't know if he gets put back up with Muzzin. Um, I don't know where he fits in this lineup anymore. Cause I'm, I'm really liking this Muzzin Brody pairing, but at the same time, 
do we trust Dermot to stay with Riley? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel <laughs> about this decor. Like, it's only been two yeah. games. It's only been two games. You know what? I'm going to co-sign it. I'm going to co-sign it because, well, it's a little bit of an optimistic view, and I think it's in the least best interest that Timothy Lilligren's able to to snag a a uh, a, a daily role with this team from Justin Hall. So I'm going to co-sign it. It'll be a positive. It's like a it's a positive spin on the way on faith you know like I, I hope that he can figure it out because at least he'll be better off if the if he does yes hope. yes that but they also will need Dermot to play a little bit better in his expanded role as well yeah for he was sure. great he was great sheltered with Sandine but now he's going up against tougher competition he's playing more minutes it's just a little bit more responsibility and, and so far it's been a little bit of a mixed bag a mid of a mixed bag. So, well, he hasn't played a full game in the top four yet. Mm, yeah. What do you mean? Well, he, well, he was injured out for like tw- and he was out for like 10, 15 minutes yesterday or on Saturday night too. Well, yes, which obviously that's <laughs> because he, he was garbage. So that's not a good, it's not a good thing. Um, uh-huh. That was punishment basically. But yeah. So that that's where we both stand, I guess, on uh, on the D pairings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Next one, what do I have? So I'll scratch that one. I'll move on to my next one. Austin Matthews will still win the Rocket despite his slow start to the year. Ovi um, currently leading with nine goals. There's about a dozen players right now with seven. <laughs> Legitimately, like I think there's nine guys with seven goals in like a nine-way tie for a second. Austin Matthews puts two in tonight, taking him up to three on the year. I'm going to go with no sign, but I think he'll be in the top three. I don't know if he necessarily scores enough to win the Rocket this year, because that means I don't know if other players are necessarily going to fall out of their scoring pace. Like, Obi could win another Rocket easily. One of the guys with seven goals, McDavid could find a way to snipe a rocket. Yeah, like, I don't think I don't think either of those are. I think those are a little more likely than Matthews catching all of them right now. Um, that said, I do think Matthews will get into the race for sure, and I that's pretty much a lock, honestly. But I mean, I'm so, gonna go no sign. So I talked about this on the lunch today, and Austin Matthews. Here's the thing, and he made me look great. I said, this is a guy who can go out in the next 10 games and score like 9 to 12 goals over the next 10 games. And like he scores in bunches, right? Like when yeah. they're coming, like they come. So if in the next 10 games he goes out and scores 9 to 12 goals, he's already caught up to everybody. He's caught up to everyone. And there's still going to be three quarters of the season left. Like that's how I look at it. I mean, this guy I mean, can I- score as, as good as anybody in the NHL. And if he's playing the way they did tonight, I mean, and, and it, it, if that power play gets clicking, I mean, that dude's going to score a lot of goals, man. A lot of goals. I think he'll catch him. I just don't think he'll win another. I don't think he'll for sure win the Rocket. I'm not going to call that he's going to win the Rocket. I think he'll for sure catch them. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go <laughs> bold. I'm going to go bold. I'm going to co-sign it. But you can no-sign it because you're a little, you're a little wuss. I, I'm – I'm no signing it for other for Ovechkin's sake. Ovechkin needs another rocket. All right, not really, but okay. Third one for you. 
I actually don't have a third one. <laughs> oh, perfect. I have a third one. <laughs> I came prepared. All right. Nick Ritchie or Peter Mrazek will be traded at some point before the start of next season. Unless you go to the deadline, I would say both of them probably by the deadline. You think they're both <laughs> gone by the deadline? <laughs> no, at least Richie. I think Richie's probably the uh, for sure piece that'll be moved by the deadline at this point. Uh, Morasic probably will be here all year, I think, the very least. And then depending on what happens to Jack Handel, maybe he's gone in the offseason, but I don't know. I think, there was uh, a, I think Richie for sure. There was a report actually today. Um, Jack Campbell says he's focused on hockey, but doesn't deny that contract extension negotiations are underway. And he says, there's nothing more I'd love than to stay here. If you think that Jack Campbell gets an extension done, do you believe that Peter Morazic will also stick around? Or do you think that that contract might be a little too rich to have them both around? Not that either will be rich, but to have them both at, you know, the, the price that they will be at at that point. And if that is the case, I think if Campbell does sign that extension, I'm not sure they will be able to afford Campbell and Morazic given their cap structure. Yeah, I, I agree. What's what's Morazic currently at? Three something? Low threes? Three three at least or something? 3.8. 3.8. 3.8. You got to think – I think Campbell gets four and a half, five million, somewhere in that range. Um, it's a lot for goaltending. That's a lot it's for goaltending. It's not a crazy amount, but it's a lot when you have five other players Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and now Riley making up the other 55% of your cap. <laughs> so it's yeah, it, a lot. They don't really have the funds to, to afford that. To goaltending, really. No. They just they don't. And for that reason, I think I'm going to co-sign it and say that I, I believe one of those guys, whether it's Nick Ritchie or Peter Morazic, um, they I don't think they can afford to keep both of their contracts around. Uh, Richie is sent Campbell. I don't think they can afford to keep either. <laughs> I, I don't think they can afford to keep Morazic and Campbell. Uh, I mean, they could, but they would have to get super duper creative, and I just don't see them doing that. Um, but Nick Ritchie is one of those guys where if they have to trim the fat and kind of get rid of a couple million bucks, like they did, you know, with Andreas Janssen and, and Kasperi Kapanen, uh, and like Connor Brown a couple of years ago, Nick Ritchie's that guy. Like, okay, we need two and a half million bucks. All right, well, let's move Ritchie for like an AHL prospect. <laughs> like he's, essentially. He's, he's much easier to part with than those three even. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't even know if you would get that. You may have to kick in a sweetener or something to even get rid of Richie because he's under contract for next year as well. Um, but in Arizona, have fun I, in Arizona. I, yeah, could do that. But uh, <laughs> I'm with you there. I'm with you. I, I think it, it's unlikely that both of these two return um, at this. Will both be in this lineup at least uh, by the start of next season? And if that's the case, that means uh, one's got to get traded because they're both under contract. So that's uh yeah, that's three that we've all uh that we've done here. Do you have any did you think of a bonus one while we were chatting? I, I don't have a bonus one, buddy. I've been uh I've been sorta of watching baseball. Well, <laughs> let me oh nice, very nice. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. I mean it's only the World Series. What is that? Yeah. 
All right, I'll ask you one more bonus one since you didn't have a third. I'll, I'll add this one because I just want to get your thoughts on it. But uh, Morgan Riley's eight-year, $7.5 million contract is a great deal for both sides. Yeah, co-sign, absolutely. It's probably the perfect deal for Morgan Riley and the perfect deal for the Maple Leafs at this aspect. Uh, he's less paid – un, like underpaid, I would say, for – the value he brings compared to other defensemen in the league, uh, but appropriately paid. Like it's a good pay. It's worth yeah. it. It's a great deal. Great deal. Honestly, it's a workable number. Like I have no issues with it at all. It's weird. Cause it's below market value, but it's actually like accurately depicts what his value should be, what the yeah. worth should be. So it's it's honestly I, I think it's a great deal for both sides too. So I'm I'm easily easily co-signing that one. Um, Kyle Dubis, you know, finally won a won a negotiation. You yeah, know? like he finally won. He didn't get bent over the barrel, and he was able to to get that signing done and in a tidy fashion. I might add, like I, there was no discussions or anything like that. It was just all of a sudden. You know, okay. Friday Friday morning, they're like, hey, eight mo years. And I was like, what? S- sweet. <laughs> like, okay. Wasn't expecting that. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll say this, though. Little, sneak it, a little eight mo, leer, eight mo years you threw in there, bud. Yeah. Well, that's what the Leafs said. <laughs> that's what they tweeted out. Eight mo years. I know. So great. It's nice. Um, but this is very on brand, though, and very much another example of them doubling down on this core. Right? Yeah, 100%. Like, we, the media and, and the fan base always refer to, like, the four forwards as the core. But we know that the team has always come out and they're like, there's more than just the four. You know, Morgan's part of the, the, the core of this team. Muzzin's part of the core of this team. Hyman was a year ago part of this core. And, you know, like, there, there's far more players than just those four guys that we always refer to that took up the majority of that cap space. And I think now you look at it and when he says, I believe in this core, I think this core can win. Morgan Riley's part of that core. And in order to win with this core, AKA Morgan Riley being a part of it, he's going to have to be signed for it to happen. So it's just him doubling down. This is, these are, these are the soldiers I want to go to war with. And we're going to do this thing for better or worse. That is what is going on with this club. That is what's going on with Kyle Dubas and him going out and getting this deal done. Um, but for once, it was a victory. A victory for the Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley's happy with the deal. I think everybody comes out looking uh, looking pretty good. Cosign. Yeah, Morgan doesn't need all the money anyways. Tessa makes more, so it doesn't matter. Is he still dating Tessa Virtue? Yeah, they had a picture on Halloween together like the other day. Really? Like what a they, duck. What? It was like a chef. Well, because the, the Maple Leafs <laughs> had uh, their Halloween costume. They went as like – the, the theme was food. It was food-themed. It was how Mitch Marner's dog dressed up as like a taco. I think he was like a hamburger <laughs> or something stupid. Nick yeah, Morgan Riley was a chef. <laughs> oh, no. Who was it? Um, Jack Campbell and his girlfriend were like crab linguine from Red Lobster. <laughs> it, was, it was great it was great that's uh, hilarious there were some really good <laughs> costumes actually uh that were out there so um but yeah that was that was funny 
All right, Brandon, really appreciate you joining me to, to, uh, to chat today. Tonight was a fun game. Well, I thought it was a fun game. It, it was nice to not have to sweat it out and, and just to see the Maple Leafs just dominate for 60 minutes. I, I quite enjoy watching, uh, watching hockey games that way. I don't know why you don't. I, I messed up, man. The Leafs messed me up. <laughs> you just love pain. It's, it's, just, you love it's pain. Them, man. That, they that, did that, it to me. They did it to me first. All right, buddy. All right. Let's uh let, let's leave it here, pal. Really appreciate you joining on to chat once again. Uh that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. You can follow Brandon as well at BCAMS was it two two two? B underscore Cameron 222. That's it. B underscore Cameron 222. How many hot takes you got spilling over there these days? Almost none. (laughs) (laughs) Not active on the Twitter, huh? Not anymore. I haven't been lately, no. No, no. All good, buddy. What's that? I was going to say, it pisses me off now. I don't know. <laughs> I know. That's really something that makes me mad every day, so I just kind of stop. It's a cesspool, <laughs> man. It's a cesspool. It really is, but lots of good information on there, too, in terms of, of sports, or at the very least. So i still very active on it, as I'm sure a lot of listeners are. But, uh, Brandon, once again, really appreciate you uh, joining me and chatting Leafs tonight. Thanks, buddy. All right, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow, guys. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.